because I just fell so in love with all of it. Um, I really did want to know about God. So I really fell right into the teachings and the studies. And I just soaked it all in because I was like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. Welcome to the Reclamation Podcast. My name is Aldo Martin. And I'm Cousin Eddie. And together, we're going to explore what it's like to be in and leave a religious cult. For more info on the Reclamation Podcast, or to tell your story, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Aldo B. Martin. All right, everyone, welcome back. Uh, And today we're speaking with Jen. And Jen, if I'm not mistaken, Jen, you became a member in the Los Angeles church? Yeah, in the North Region. North Region. Yes. Yeah. LA LA was was so huge, man. I think you guys had 10,000 disciples at some point. I I know it was definitely up there. I don't know the exact number. I wouldn't even be able to tell you, but uh, it felt massive. (laughs) Definitely felt massive. It definitely was. It definitely was. So when did you join the church? Do you remember the year or the time frame? Oh, I remember the day. (laughs) I remember the day that I was uh, met, the day that... uh, All of it. It's very clear to me um, because it did have such a big impact on me. But I was baptized into the church um, July 8th of 2001. So a long time ago. I was a baby. (laughs) Look at you. Look at you knowing the day. Do you know the time? Do you know the time? I know it was afternoon after church. I know that. (laughs) Oh, because if you would if you would have said 245, I would have you would have been the uh, the winner of the reclamation game show. 100 (laughs) percent. So, and you said you were 21 at the time? I was 21. Yeah. 21 years old at the time. And do you remember, what were you doing? What was life like for you at the time? Were you in college, out of college? What was, what was happening with you? I was a newlywed. So I had been, I got married the year before in the year 2000 and literally two weeks after getting home from our honeymoon, I was met at the market by this young woman. Um, and you know, I was 20, but I probably looked like I was like 17. Um, so I'm sure I was approached thinking like, Oh, a teen girl. Cause the, I found out later that the woman who approached me, she was, uh, her and her husband were leading the teen ministry at the uh-huh. time. Okay. So, you know, looking back hindsight, looking back, I can see, Oh, she probably approached me because I was so young looking, you know, and young girl finds out I'm married, you know? And so we just, we built a friendship over, you know, several months and let's see, that was like October by that next May. I remember we had spent a lot of time uh, with this couple and, you know, we had a really, we, we really enjoyed their friendship and we knew that they were, you know, leading the teen ministry in their church. Like we knew they were very involved in their church and we had gone with them a few times here and there. Um, And then I remember. So you you said you, you visited the church a few times. So it was never, so you never, so you didn't become a member right away. No. Okay. Okay. No, they, they definitely, uh, they were very good, very good at building a relationship. Uh, with us. Um, do you think it was sincere? Now, do I think that? Um, I'm not sure. No. Okay, that's fair. Um, I can't say no for sure, but I, I, I really would love to say yes. Um, but now knowing what I know, I just don't know. I don't know for sure. 
Um, but I remember like that May, so several months had gone by and I remember we had gone to, uh, they were house sitting for someone. And so my husband and I, we went to their house with them to have lunch. And I remember like sitting across from them and it felt very like, uh, parental, (laughs) you know, that it was just kind of like this. So, um, so you've been coming to church, what's your plan? Like, what, what do you, what do you want from this? Like, what do you want? Like, it felt very like, oh, I have to make a decision. Um, and that's what it was really. I had to. That, that's, that sounds like, um, that's, <laughs> that's, that sounds like, uh, 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 the beginnings of some relationships where there might be, you know, a guy and a girl and they're having fun. And then at one point, sometimes the woman says, so what are we? Yeah. <laughs> Label yeah. this. Was, where's was it going? Right. Where's this going? Was it like that? <laughs> oh, totally. Okay. I, I felt I felt more of a parental feeling from it just because it felt like they were older than us. And so it just felt like, you know, like what, what kind of like what like are you gonna study the Bible or not? Or are you gonna keep coming or not? Like you just like it felt like being told you can't just pop in and out. You gotta make a decision, either stay or go is what it, what it felt like. So um we just decided, well, yeah, you know, like we, we want to go to church and, you know, I didn't grow up with any, um, church background. Like my, my grandparents, parents are actually part of the mainline church of Christ. Oh, and so same kind of thing. I know, I know my roots are deep. Oh boy. <laughs> my roots are deep, but they, um, you know, same thing. Like I would go to church on Easter Sunday with my parents, but I didn't grow up with a Bible. I didn't grow up with anything. So I just thought like, okay, yeah. Did you know did you know that um, that the ICOC was related to the to the Church of Christ? Nope, okay. I knew nothing about it. Okay, um, like nothing at all. I I truthfully not, like now looking back on hindsight or with hindsight, I can say I was um, I was a prime candidate for the church. Okay. I didn't have any uh, spiritual background. I didn't have any knowledge of the Bible. I knew enough about church to know that I should go. You know, my grandparents went, um, that, you know, that sort of thing, but I didn't know, I didn't know anything about the church itself. Um, I did know it was a church of Christ. And so part of me was like, oh my gosh, my grandparents, you know, are a church of Christ. And, um, I remember studying the Bible and, um, telling my grandparents, like I'm getting baptized. And I was like, cause I just fell so in love with all of it. Um, I really did want to know about God. So I really fell right into, the teachings and the studies. And I just soaked it all in because I was like, Oh my gosh, this is so amazing. Um, and I remember telling my grandparents about it and my grandfather specifically was like, are you part of that Boston church? And I was like, I know. And I was like, no, no granddad, I'm not part of that church. My church is in LA, (laughs) not still not having, I knew nothing about the church. So they didn't teach me about the church. Your grandfather, all the way in California, knew of the Boston movement. Mm-hmm. And to oh, you, yeah. it was and to you, it was like, of course I'm not. We're in California. What are you talking about? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so naive, so young, right? Yeah. Like, I, I had no, I had no idea. And you know, I that's one of the things. Like I was never taught about the church in that sense, the history of the church or anything like that. I was taught about the church, meaning this is the church the one church. And, you know, all I heard was church of Christ. Oh, my grandparents go there and, you know, my family's familiar with it. So yeah, of course. This can't, be that, can't be that, can't be that bad. 
Right. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I, I was young, 21 years old. Um, the Ooh. woman who, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. The woman who I met, um, in the, in the shop, she, and my husband, my, um, he's, they baptized me. So my husband was baptized first and then he baptized me. Um, and then my husband walked away two months later. Wait, 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 hold up. That, that was, that was fast. Wait, hold up. So, so both of you, you and your husband were both baptized. Yes. And then after he got baptized, he then physically baptized you. Mm-hmm. What, were you guys like around yeah. the same time, like within the same minute or something like, what are we talking oh, about? Oh yeah. We were, we were in the pool together. Like it was a whole. You so know. you're like, so you're like spiritual twins. Yeah. So he's, yep. he's, te- he's technically five minutes older than you. Yeah. Technically, <laughs> maybe less. I don't know. Okay. So then he baptized you, which is, which is mm-hmm. a pretty cool story, right? Oh yeah. Definitely. A pretty cool story. I'm sure that's a story that everyone told, like, because, you know, part of the thing with the church was being fruitful, right? Like you mm-hmm. can brag about how many people oh, yeah. you, you, you brought to church. And, and for some people, the speed in which you became fruitful was also something to, uh, 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 to brag about. Yeah, I became fruitful. Oh yeah, I became fruitful within my first uh, 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 two months of being a disciple. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, that's amazing! Mm-hmm. But this young man was fruitful within five minutes. <laughs> right? That that <laughs> is the world record. <laughs> How does it get any faster than that? <laughs> it just doesn't. But then you said two months later he left. Yeah, he left. Grand opening, grand closing. Yeah, he he was just. He, when we were studying the Bible, which, you know, of course was done separately, you know, men and women, men in one room, women in the other room. And, you know, he had a lot of questions, which were legitimate questions, you know, about things that he had seen in his career. He was at this point, he was working to get into a fire department. So he had just seen, seen things in the fire service and he he had a lot of questions about just about God, and there were questions that he did not feel were being answered in these studies. You know, so he would come home to me, and we would kind of talk about it. But I was so I was so in love. That's the word I just I think of that terminology because I was just so in love with what I was learning and what I was being taught that I came to such a quick defense about not just about God. I didn't really know much about God, but so what I know now is that I was coming in defense of the church, you know, when my husband had these questions. Um, And there's so much about that now, you know, 22 years later, you know, that I just, my gosh, I wish I, you know, just would have handled that so differently now, of course. Um, So his exit wasn't, you know, it wasn't announced. It wasn't, you know, he just kind of stopped coming, you know, like just was slowly stopped coming. And then the following year, his dad died and, um, he knew that the church believed that his dad was not with God. And that was it that severed all ties for my husband and the church. While your husband severed ties with the church, you remained. I did. Can you you tell us a little bit about what that dynamic was like? Because honestly, this is the first time we're speaking with someone who, who was a disciple and married to a non-disciple. Right. Yeah, for lack it, for lack of a better term. Yeah, Tell us about yeah, that. no. Uh, yeah. Disciples of the church. That's that's what we were. I don't believe uh, <laughs> I don't believe we were made proper disciples of God. But uh, 
yeah, it was, it was tough. It was really tough because I was very much involved in the church. I loved the church. I loved the people. I loved being there. So anytime that my husband and I would come to a head with something, I was always on defense of the church always. So it did create a lot of friction in our home, especially when it came to tithing, because, you know, I, I was convicted. I need to give a certain amount of money. And he was like, there's no way I'm giving that church my money, you know? And so it was this center of an argument most times. And I remember going to my discipler at the time and telling her like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And of course I'm, you know, portraying myself as this godly wife and what am I supposed to do? And my husband's so mad at me. And her response to me was, well, you just have to tell him you have to give it. And that still sticks with me to this day because, you know, like the, the Bible's very clear, you know, that, that our spouses come before anything else. It's God. And then our spouses. And here I was actually being told, no, it's actually church because church equates God. And, you know, it, it just became such a sore spot in our marriage because I was being told, well, you just have to tell them that you're obligated to give it. And it was just so incorrect. And, and there's so much about all of that, that I just wish wouldn't have happened between my husband and I. Um, but it just created, it just created a lot of, just a lot of friction, not just the tithing. I understand why you, you, you sided with the church, you know, as, as I had the same church experience as you, well, not the same exact experience, but we were in the same organization, you know, and, and this is what year 2001. 2001. Mm-hmm. So I was, so I was in the church uh, 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 with you at the time, just on in another location, but to an outsider looking in or, or listening in, why did you feel the need that, all right, I'm going to side with the church on this one and not my husband. Right. And I'm not saying that you're wrong, but help us to understand how that happened. Um, well, I think, I think, for myself personally, the, the reason I was in such defense of the church was because, um, because they were attached to God and because I didn't know enough about God and I didn't know enough about my own relationship with God. Um, I, I think out of fear of losing God, losing salvation, and then losing my church family, you know, I just was like, well, God's first. So because God's first, all of God's people then are first. Like I couldn't separate church and God. I couldn't, I didn't know that there was a difference. So out of fear, I sub- totally submitted to the church instead of to my husband, um, which is so backwards. <laughs> if, if, if I can, I, I wasn't married while I was in the church, but I had the same feelings when it came to my own family. Mm-hmm. And and even friends outside of the church where, no, I have to stick with God's church and God's people. And mm-hmm. just like you, I also equated these things with God, not knowing any better mm-hmm. you know, now. So I can totally uh, relate to that. And I hope um, I hope there's some listeners that can relate to that, too. So. Yeah. So now. <clears throat> one of the unique things about this program, well. I don't think it's unique about this program, but one of the features of this program is that we have a variety of people 
who tell their story. And from a variety of locations and a variety variety of time zones, right? Or time eras or time and space. And while all of our stories are similar, in some regard, they're still individual. We still have our own things that happen to us, you know? Like nobody processed things the way you process them. And 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 one of the things with the church too was I think a lot of us operated in secret, mm. right? Whatever our questions were about the church or insecurities, we we kept that inside. What, what do you, mm-hmm. can, can you can you relate to that? Can you can you? Uh... Oh, absolutely, I can because I was baptized in two thousand one. I left in two thousand nineteen, and for all those years, I knew something wasn't totally right with the church. I knew it. My my soul knew it. My gut knew it. There's something not right. I never bought into the, we are the one church. I never bought into that. I, I just, I didn't believe that God was just sitting up there all alone until the ICOC formed in 1979. Like I just couldn't grasp that concept, you know? So, so all those years, I knew that there were things I did not agree with, but I just kind of, well, that's between them and God. Well, that's between, you know, they're going to have to answer to God. I'm just going to do my own thing. But I still showed up every Sunday, every Tuesday. Like I still would show up and play the part and do all the things while secretly having my own questions, my own wonders, my own sort of, you know, later on what would become an investigation, my just my own awareness. Um, but nobody knew about it. I didn't have anybody. You couldn't share that with anyone. Is there a little fear that goes with not sharing it with anyone? Oh. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it, it was common practice from what I saw, because I was never brave enough to present questions myself. But from what I could see, um, when questions were asked, they were shot down. You know, you you were thrown scripture. And when you don't know the Bible well, or when you think you don't know the Bible well, you, you feel like you can't argue that, you know, you can't, you can't go against God, because again, everything just was a representation of God or that's what you're being told. So how can you go up against that? So out of fear, you know, I just would be like, well, like I would tell my husband all the time, like, well, you know, I don't believe that. <laughs> like, Well, you know, I don't, you know what I mean? And, you know, eventually over time, over, you know, the several years we were married, you know, it, it our arguments lessened about the church. Cause he was like, you know what, just you do your thing. It ended up making me a better wife, you know, like, you know, I wasn't, you know, um, really digging into who my nature is, you know? So yeah. he was like, all right, just keep going. But there was an understanding between us. He would not be part of it. And that was fine. He would come to the kids programs, you know, the Christmas programs, you know, he liked some of the people there, but it was just an understanding between us. You know, I go, you don't. And I had a fear of, you know, just bringing anything to the church. And it was just a fear of God, essentially. That's what had been put into me. So you were in, you were in a unique category, Mm. a very unique category. And as we know, the church was divided into categories um, where you had, you had the teens, teenagers, you had the campus students, you had the singles, so you had the marrieds. Mm -hmm. That was it. Children, children's ministry. Can we count children's ministry? Can we count them? Eh, maybe. I like maybe. them. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Probably the most likable of the groups, right? Exactly. Um, so you were what was considered spiritually single. Yes. 
Can you yeah. explain what that means? Spiritually single, um, married, but unequally yoked, <laughs> you know? So it was, uh, you know, one, one of you there, I think there, at the time there was one gentleman who was, uh, part of the church and his wife was not, um, but for the most part, I think it was myself and a couple other women who, you know, we were married. Um, so we were in the marriage ministry, but you know, it, it, it felt so lonely. It, it definitely felt like a, a label, like a tag, you know, I would see these couples in our family groups going on these date nights or doing whatever. And I knew my husband didn't want to be a part of that. So even though I was in the married ministry, um, I wasn't doing the married things and, and it's very much, you know, I, I look at the different ministries and I know that they're called ministries by age group and demographics and stuff, but they're just clubs, you know, it's different clubs and, and I didn't have my own club. So, you know, I was like, I was, I, I didn't belong anywhere. They were clubs. Oh yeah. man. You just took me back to high school. Oh yeah. my goodness. There were some really cool clubs in high school. I'm not yeah, going to lie. There were. Yeah. There, there were some really cool clubs that I wasn't cool <laughs> enough to get into, but that's okay. Same. So I want, I want to shift gears though. I want to shift gears because one of the reasons that I'm very appreciative to speak with you is because we've spoken before and your story took a very unique turn. Yes. A very unique turn. And I want to, I want to be careful with the next subject. And can you tell us what happened? Absolutely. Um, Next time on the reclamation. Um, I had actually kind of started digging into a relationship with God on my own. The, the church, I've told you before, Aldo, they, they will love the clothes right off of you and then put new ones back on you. They're, they are well-trained in how to love people. 